Hello and welcome to the Captain's Table, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Paul Berserker, one Batman Charlie, your humble host and moderator here at the Captain's Table. This is where we I bring people from all over the Star Citizen universe to talk about Star Citizen, latest events, sometimes specific topics, uh, you know, related to the game, what have you. Uh, today I'm joined by two wonderful folks, Mr. Mr. Enterprise and Mr. Moist Noodle. Let's start off with you, Mr. Enterprise. Who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen and where can they find you? Uh, well, uh, I live in Brooklyn, New York. I'm a streamer here on Twitch. I play drums and Star Citizen at the same time, four days a week. You can find me by searching the word Enterprise on your favorite search engine. Make sure you have the underscore if you're doing in Twitch. Don't don't make the mistake that yeah. Frontier Development's did. Like who, uh, you'll, go, you'll find <laughs> it. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, uh, and Mr. Moist Noodle, who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen and where can they find you? Hi, I'm Moist Noodle. I'm primarily, oh man, dude, it's hard to say now. I, for such a long time, I've said I'm primarily a, a Star Citizen PvP streamer, but I've been diversifying and I'm trying to do other things, which is nice. People hate me less for that. <laughs> um, but I, I'm still a PvP streamer from time to time. Uh, I do a lot of low flying. If you've ever heard of the Dark Claw, I kind of hang out with the Dark Claw from time to time. Um, and I just kind of pot around the universe. Um, yeah, I'm a space dad now, essentially. Yeah, that's me. No, you're not a space dad. You're a space daddy. That's how this space works. Space daddy, sorry. Yes. Yeah, I was having this conversation with Zero State Live last night. Zero State Live is all, sorry, Zero State. He dropped the live. Uh -huh. um, he's also a space daddy. He is a space daddy. I am also a space daddy, but that's just, you know, that's how that works. So, um, but this is nothing but space daddies on this. This is what I'm trying to say. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get off of the first topic. We're talking about year in review for 2021. Uh, let's start off. Most of you were the last one to, uh, to, to introduce yourself. So uh, what do you remember from 2021? What stands out for Star Citizen in 2021? You know, it's been a really weird year. I think a lot of people feel like maybe not much has happened in 2021. But if you think about it, like a lot has happened. I, I kind of went through on my stream, I think it was yesterday or the day before, um, and had a look at the roadmap of all the things that we've had in 2021. And it's actually pretty significant. I think this has maybe been one of the most significant years in uh, Star Citizen's history, really. But for me, as somebody who um, does a lot of dogfighting and PvP, um, I was just quickly, really quickly making notes now as we we started. Um, the standout things for me were the new shield effects. Um, the fact now that um, it's not just a bubble uh, that surrounds our ship, um, which was essentially a completely separate mesh. Um, that's so much better. Like, I was about to say, you know, no more shield holes, but really ironically in the latest patch now, uh, the, both the Arrow and the Avengers series, I'm not sure of others, but the Arrow and Avengers have a shield hole in the nose, which is mm. really frustrating. Um, but power management um, has been absolutely huge for me. I'm loving uh, the power management changes. Um, scanning has been frustrating, but the new scan effects are cool. Um, the new IFCS mode for missiles that made them useless. Um, missile operator mode, which is awesome. And I'm just genuinely looking forward to more operator modes because essentially that's what's going to bring more of the multi-crew gameplay online. Um, and uh, yeah, obviously the local inventory and, and looting stuff is kind of super exciting for me. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, let's go with Enterprise. What do you remember? 
from this year? What stands out from this year for Star Citizen? Noodle took them all. They're, it's all done. Right. Show's <laughs> over. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, it's okay. So, yes, I will agree. The shields are awesome. If, really, if I think about the year in general, visual fidelity has gone up in many ways. And as streamers who present the game to people, uh, it's really awesome to have a game that it looks even better than it did before. Like, the shields look better. When you're shooting the ship and they change color, and the color is indicative of the strength level, that's awesome. Uh, we got those Lagrange clouds this year, giving oh, some it. more color and pop yeah. into the black of space. Again, more beautiful eye candy. We got Orison, the... It's Orison. Don't say Horizon. You're wrong. Um, <laughs> we got we, we got Orison, the beautiful uh, gas giant with the clouds and flying through those clouds. It does take quite a while to get there, but it's worth it. Um, it's beautiful. Looks great. Can we say the clouds that we now have on Microtech? Is that considered still yeah, part of this? Yeah, it's part yeah, of yeah. this, of course. Yeah. The, the clouds at Microtech are, I think, even better because it feels more it feels more close to home like w it seems more natural because you, get, you don't live on a pink planet yeah uh, i think you get less <laughs> of the uncanny valley thanks to the clouds right yeah yeah totally so those have been cool great visual changes and then in terms of gameplay uh whether you like it or not the way the game works now is drastically different than the way the game worked a few months ago losing your inventory whenever you die having to deal with that inventory uh having to like go back to your home base to put the paint job on because you forgot to put the paint on like i know a lot of these are temporary changes but they are changes nonetheless is that it yeah see i i, I there's things there that i want to talk about but oh, i think too. it's gonna be for later on in the conversation because oh, totally. it's, it's coming on to the future right I, i'm i'm gonna mention some things that you all forgot that I, i'm surprised noodle forgot and I'm, I'm it's a little surprised not necessarily that i forgot i was i was trying Saving. not to say everything okay yeah <laughs> okay because hey, I, I have my... a list of over here because <laughs> what i was going to say is is events like i almost forgot that xeno threat oh yeah xeno threat was this yeah. year it was it was the mm -hmm. first and second xeno threat were both this year i keep thinking yeah. that was like last year and then the the nine tails and stuff like that can i can i explain why i didn't pick the event sure because I actually, while the first time we ever did Xeno Threat was really exciting for me, as time has gone on, I've actually realized, how do I put this? Something is better than nothing. Mm -hmm. And I like to remind people of that all the time, all right? Uh, especially when people are complaining about like Jumptown 2.0 and whatnot. Um, but they're dynamic events that aren't actually dynamic. Yeah. All right. And I think that's what frustrates me a little bit. The fact that they are activated when it's convenient to CIG is a little frustrating. Like, yeah. even if they were on a timer, um, that would be nice. Although I think later on they put Xeno Threat on more of a timer. Um, but, you know, for me, for them to be dynamic, you know, it would be nice if there was a way that we could activate them, right? Um, like maybe there were missions that we could build up to to hit a threshold to activate them. Like that for mm -hmm. me would make them more dynamic than just CIG pressing a button, right? But again, yeah. something is better than nothing. Um, it it's definitely from a, a PvPers standpoint, it was so refreshing. I, I know that some people were upset with PvPers going to Xenothreat, for example, and mm -hmm. PvPing there. 
but you kind of have to understand why that was the case. Um, because there was nothing else for PVPers to do, right? Like most of us had just spent all of our time just camping at Polisar, desperately trying to find people to to PVP, right? So, um, yeah, um, I, I, th I think they're definitely going in the right direction with um, the the events, but just still not quite there for me. Okay. Yeah, I, I, it stood out in my brain, not necessarily good or bad, but just as a, as a, as a thing that happened. I'm agree. I agree with you that I, I wanted to be more dynamic. The, the thing that that stuck out to me was that it's, it's the first incorporation of lore into the game that mm. matters. Oh, hundred percent, dude. That's that's yeah. what, what really stood out to me is like they're actually bringing in like knowing who Xenothreat is. Like I'm sure still people who played Xenothreat may not know that Xenothreat runs Ruin Station, which is the main landing zone in Pyro. So, like, soon enough, you'll be able to work for those people. So the idea of maybe them running more a more dynamic Xenothreat mission in the future may be connected to you going to Pyro, those sorts of things. But it's, you know, same with, like, the Nine Tails missions and that Jump Town. Uh, I'm, I'm liking that the fact that they're doing things. And, I, and I, I'm... I think that we're heading towards the right direction in that case, at least. So that that point that you just brought up about lore, I think, is actually fantastic because it's something that I've talked about quite a few times on my stream in terms of the events. I really appreciate. Um, I, I I get that not everybody's into lore necessarily, mm -hmm. um, and I'm definitely not into lore to your degree, Paul. But I, if I want to feel like I'm living in this universe, I want to know the history to a degree, right? Um, and I really appreciate that CIG are finally teaching me the law through gameplay rather than through the website. Yeah, you know? I'll agree with that. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else happened. Um, I mean, obviously, Crusader is a big deal. It coming in, finishing up. Uh, I think I think the, for the bigger deal for me, it sticks up my brain, is that Crusader's done. Like, they've got some things to add still. Like, they got to change up, like, the Aaron Halo and the Aaron Halo stations. And they got to update, you know, the whales and stuff like that. There's whales. There's, there's things that they still got to add, but like, it's no, it's now just details and not like building blocks of the system. Like everything in the system is now in. So yeah. it's much less of a, like, oh yeah, they, you don't even have a full system in yet. So it, it feels like progress. Um, and I also say this year is really weird because it feels like the most stable patches that have released in a while have released. It's been crazy, oh, dude, yeah. right? Like performance is better, yeah, dude. Stability and 30k insurance. I don't know why we didn't say that yet. Yeah, the the heartbeat, the heartbeat system. Like, yeah, I'm not someone that ever wanted to go mining in this game because my first time mining, you want to guess what happened? Uh, uh, I can have a good guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the very first time mining. Uh oh, the game crash. I lose all my stuff. Okay, so that was a waste of an hour to two hours. Okay, so I never went mining, but now that that heartbeat system is out, mining is actually—I mean, it's not foolproof. It's still you still can maybe lose stuff, but it works really well. Like last week, we had our first ever org mining party over on my channel, and we had like fifteen of us in like four moles and we made like a little over five million credits in like a couple hours like learning how to mine together and it was fun like i used to go mining in you know uh, elite a lot that was a, a big pastime i even had noodle on my show once to go mining in elite together like that was fun dude. Fact, that was yeah. Fun, yeah and it's because like we could just do this kind of mindless task that's still in the game that still makes us money but then have a conversation and hang out 
And now that we can do that in Star Citizen is really cool. That's something we could not do that now we can do. Yeah. And, and even that, like also the party thing, like the party system, I think was introduced, like the new, the new party um, system for like, you can go into a party and stuff like that. So even that is also increased as well. So there's, there's some really weird, like I, I, I was going to say this, I, we said this before the, the stream, but, or before the, uh, the recording, but it feels like this year hasn't been a very big year for Star Citizen. But then you look and you kind of think about it, and you're like, there's a lot of big yeah. things that happened. It just. Oh, yeah. I mean, the medical gameplay and physicalized inventory alone are two things that are humongous in yeah. terms of what the game was like and what it's like now. And when we were waiting for the show to start, someone in the chat was like, hey, I haven't played for a while. Should I go back and play now? I think whoever said that, the answer is yes, because the yeah. game is very different. Yeah, I'll, 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 that was going to be the next question I was going to say. Is oh, like, yeah. like, based yeah. off of this year in review, uh, um, and you can go start with, start with this on this one, should players, players who've maybe not played in a while or players who are new, who are like, say, I'm going to pick up this game, should I pick up this game now? What would you say? Yes or no, maybe? Um, well, for one, if you do not have a, like, really well-oiled machine, if you will. If you don't have a mm -hmm. really great gaming PC, then uh, that's always a question. I'm like, oh, maybe wait till the Intergalactic Aerospace Expo or one of the free times. Mm -hmm. When the game is free to try, then you can get rid of that question of whether or not it runs. So yeah. we erase that part of the conversation and we assume it can run. I think you should definitely try the game out, especially 45 bucks is like a fairly, I think, regular price to pay for a, a game, not like a, it's not six, not 60 bucks. Mm -hmm. I mean, hell, a pizza, like a, like a large pizza is like 45 bucks. Well, it is in, in Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, so like, just get it, like, just get it, get it, try it out and see if you like it. And there's lots of channels out there. Uh, like all three of us, we all stream on this platform. And if any of us are live, you can like show up in our channel and be like, Hey, how do I, how do I open the Moby glass? And you'd be like, all mm -hmm. right, here's that button. Yeah. That kind of stuff. I think uh, go for it. Go for it. Moist, what do you think? Would you suggest people who are trying to get into this game or want to get into this game in the first time or have been away for a long time, is this a good time for them to come back? That's such a complicated question because yes. there's so many shades of gray, right? Um, so I think if you have previously played Star Citizen, I would probably say yes. Um, but if you've never played Star Citizen before, um, that's where it gets complicated because... yeah. Ah oh, man, like Enterprise said, um, what's your machine like? You know, if, if, if you're running a bit of an old potato, then um, you, you're probably not going to have a great time. Um, but most importantly, I think, um, not just as content creators, but, you know, maybe you have a friend who's asking you about Star Citizen or you've approached them about Star Citizen because you think they might like it. Um, I think it's just so important to set people's expectations as to what Star Citizen is. And, and in terms of stability, you're right. You know, this is the most stable I've ever seen the game. Client crashes, few and far between. Server crashes are almost non-existent now, which, you know, can you imagine saying that a year ago? That you, that you wouldn't believe yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I, um, I, can't, I can't even imagine saying that ever in Star Citizen's history. Like, yeah. Like, I, 30Ks have always been a pain in my ass, but I've never oh, had one cool. this last pass. 
Do you no. remember back in the two point something eras when we were trying to do the Tessa D missions, right? Tessa D, Tynus. sorry, Tessa Bannister yeah. missions, right? Like back then, we didn't even have persistence in the game yet, and we had a story arc to work through, multiple missions. And if a server crashed, it didn't persist. You had to start the whole arc from the beginning again, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it was pretty normal at one point for servers to only last for 15 minutes before they would sit 30k. It was absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. So I think as long as you set people's expectations as to what Star Citizen is and that there are a lot of bugs in the game um, and they understand what they're getting themselves into, um, then I think that's okay. I never tell people, yeah, get, you know, try it or don't. I just mm -hmm. explain to them what it is. Um, but real quick, can I just go back to the previous question where sure. you, you kind of mentioned um, stability and... Yeah. Um, getting the patches out. Have you guys noticed how every patch has been staying in PTU longer and longer? Obviously not 3.16 because um, yeah. I, I think they've done a very good job of keeping it a very minimal patch to try and get it out for Christmas. That was a smart move. But um, every PTU patch is taking longer and longer and longer. And I think Star Citizen is getting to a point now. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news or sound pessimistic or anything like that. I'm just trying mm -hmm. to be realistic. I, I think that we're getting to a point where the tech debt is getting so large that CIG are probably in the next, well, in the immediate future, probably going to reassess whether they do quarterly releases anymore. Because yeah. I don't think it's viable for the, them to continue on the route that they're going down. Um, here's, here's the thing I will, I will counter that for, because this is something I actually talked about recently. The reason why T2 patches are taking a long time is because they don't have enough QA. And when they were doing like pretty much the way that CIG is working in terms of their sprints, they need to have QA, dedicated QA attached to every team to test new content out, but they haven't had a big enough QA team to do that. So as a result, what they've been doing is they've been pulling QA off of, you know, they'll put them on this team. And then say this next patch has got to come out, they'll pull them off this team that's, you know, three months away and they'll be working on the latest patch, which means that 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 whatever the, 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 the team that's working on that's coming out, then not the next patch, but the patch after next, they don't have the QA to test their stuff. So they have to either pause it or test it themselves, which is going to slow down their development of what they're working on. And so this is kind of the, one of those knock on effects where like because that happened, it, it's happening over and over and over again. And yeah. recently, CIG has hired a metric ton of QA testers. There's well, a we have huge new office there. opening, right? Yeah, yeah, a new office is opening. They're hiring a bunch of new QA testers, most in the in the UK because of the new office. So, like, I can see, I can see where the, the the tech debt may be an issue. I also think that it's a lot of it may also have to do with the fact that it's just legacy systems. There's mm -hmm. just a lot of stuff that's legacy systems they got to replace. So. We're definitely so, moving away from that, though. So yeah. it'll be, I, think, I think the next sort of six months are going to be really interesting to see yes. what happens. Because we know that Jared is moving to the UK mm -hmm. uh, in April. <laughs> um, I, I actually can't wait. <laughs> I actually can't wait. Um, so I assume that the move to the new office is probably going to be around then. Um, mm -hmm. Or maybe a little bit earlier. So yeah. Um, and, and, and you could be right. Like if they're, if they're going to be taking on a whole load of new QA people, and if that is the bottleneck, then that could solve a lot of their issues. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's based off of what I've uh, what I researched because I was doing a doing a piece for my office hours talking about like um, uh, what's what's up with with uh, uh, staggered development. You know, because CIG had been lauding staggered development as this thing that'll speed up development and yeah, every you know things need to get pushed and all sorts of things. And so I did I did some research into it, and staggered development isn't really what most people think. It's no, n- it's not patch to patch. It's not like you have a 315 team and a 316 yeah. team. It's just they took the teams and they developed them. They pushed them into different. Yeah, uh, I cycles. think a lot of people misunderstood what staggered development. Yeah, is and I think they shouldn't have talked about it speeding up development because yeah. it was never going to speed up development. The other thing that they said it was going to do, which is actually what I kind of emphasized on at the time, was a more polished experience when it can comes to implementing the mechanics that mm-hmm. those guys are working on. And you cannot argue like yes. Development hasn't sped up. It's actually slowed down. If you look from patch to patch, like we get mm-hmm. seeing fewer and fewer things each patch. But um, you kind of argue that compared to like two years ago, uh, you know, the mechanics that they are implementing into the game are definitely in a much better state uh, than a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know? And I think a lot of that is down to staggered development. Yeah. And and um, a lot of that is, is you know, uh, I was also saying, because another reason is, the problem with the CIG has is that a lot of there's a lot of former CIG members out there, and it's not because CIG they didn't like working at CIG. It's because they had an opportunity to get a much better job somewhere else, mm. and people are going to take the job because it's it's money, you know, and yeah. and doing what they want to do, especially if they don't have a position to CIG open. So, and one of the reasons why people are leaving is because CIG would do these three month crunch sprints effectively, and it was it they just weren't sleeping. People were just working yeah, just to burn down. Crunch. Yeah. And so, so like, that's why they did the staggered development because they wanted to get, give people six months and say, oh, because they can work and make it, make it better, which is true. But it's also so that if Dave needs to take a week off because his kids uh, want to go to, you know, or, or kids are, are, are doing a, like a play or something like that, or they're, they're doing a big soccer tournament and they got to go, go off. So Dave can take that week off and relax and not have to deal with it. And that week off that Dave's gone isn't going to completely ruin the ability for them to release a patch. Um, and that's people don't think about that either in terms of like yeah. management and such. But yeah, um, but yeah HR is the thing, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so like like that's that was um, that was something we was talking about earlier about like, and I think that has a lot to do the fact that we have a, the probably the most stable patches that have ever existed in Star Citizen has a lot to do with those sorts of practices because yeah. they can sit down and work those out and take a little bit more time to get it done. So, yeah. uh, what was the other thing we we're going to talk about? We were talking about oh yeah, um, I was going to say yeah, I'll talk. It's okay. Anything about any of that, which is why I was like oh okay oh yeah oh ooh, oh. Mm. Ah, business. Yeah, bad now. Ah, <laughs> ah, mm, uh, upstream, downstream. Uh, upstream, down the stream. Oh, all right. Well, this is a game. This is a video uh, game, kids. Yes, it is. I, that's the thing. Like when you're first getting into Star Citizen, because like, how long have you been playing Star Citizen for Enterprise now? Probably like 15, a year, right? Fifteen months. Yeah. So there's still like even in fifteen months, there's so much to learn about not just the game but the development, right? To try and understand this shit. 
Sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. My bad. No, you can. You can. Oh, it's it's after geez. it's 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 after the first first ten minutes of the of the of the of the video. The YouTube right. the, the the YouTube my YouTube monitor is has given up and is like I was talking about the space game again. Well, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> um, there we go. <laughs> uh, but uh, in terms of like, is this a good time for people to jump in? I'm going to say a couple things, which may sound obviously caveats aside. You may not know the, this, this bugs. It's early development. There's lots of things like that. But I would say that this is probably the best time to get a Star Citizen experience for a year. They're selling discounted. Oh yeah. They're, they're selling discounted starter packs, so you're going to get the, the game as cheap as you're ever going to get. Um, next year, I can guarantee you, next year, especially if they get server meshing in, that starter pack is going up. Yeah. Um, it's because the goal is to sell Star Citizen sixty dollars. That's that's their their goal, mm -hmm. and uh, so what, you're gonna. That's what most games are, you know. Yeah. Like, no, no surprise there. Yeah. So so if you are a brand new person, and you're like, hey, I'm interested to get in the Star Citizen. I'm intrigued. I'm I'm willing to uh, to 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 try it. Or if you haven't if you haven't already tried it on free flight, or you have tried it on free flight especially, and you're like, I'm I'd like to get into it. This is probably the best time because next patch is going to be a shit show. <laughs> it's going to be on fire from both ends and it's not going to get any better until the end of the year because of just all of the new tech they're bringing in place. Uh, yeah. So, and anytime they introduce new tech, especially background tech, either it, everything is on fire or it's like yeah. heavenly. It's, there's no in-betweens. It's either... When you have tech that touches practically every mechanic in the game, every mechanic breaks. Mm -hmm. Like, when you, what you're talking about right now is something that, that I, I've, I've brought up a lot, just talking with, you know, not, not only my chat, but, like, other people that like the game or people on Discord, and that even though right now represents a very... almost the, a turning point, like, you know, mm -hmm. the physical inventory, the medical gameplay, that stuff, it's all totally different. But at the same time, it's all totally more tedious than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. Pressing I to do the inventory on your character, if you have any timetable in mind when you press I, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> like, <laughs> because you have to go press I, drag. Oh, that didn't work. Press I again. Press I again. Double click. Oh, that didn't work. Press I. Press I again. Okay, drag. Now put it in the hand. Okay, now drag it to the box. Oh, uh, now there's a table in my way. Hit I, back up a bit, press I again. Like, that whole thing is cool in theory, but it's it's awkward right now. And you're mm -hmm. right, Paul, as they add more things on top, if we keep getting more awkwardness, mm -hmm. it's going to become this, like, unbearable, awkward machine that See, we I find can't control. I find a really good solution to that. <laughs> Uh, a good workaround. If Play you ever watch me stream or like the fight or flight at Moe Esports event, if you ever see it from my point of view, right, um, yeah. you'll notice that I'm dogfighting in a medical game. That's how I worked around that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, why, yeah. dude, the fact that I have to cater my content around my personal, like, ability to deal with the game at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like that, like you just going out and fighting just in a regular outfit. Yeah, exactly. Um, here's, here's the thing, though. I, I will also say that if you have any, if you have even a vague interest in 
game development at all, now oh, is yeah. probably the best time to ever get into Star Citizen. Because I've up until this point, I've always said that the product of Star Citizen is the website, is the community, is their YouTube channel, right? Um, because the product really is um, the experience of following the development. As corny as that sounds, it, mm -hmm. I, I really think that was the case. And going forward, I think that's going to change. It is going to become the game. Um, but you have to bear in mind, like, if you go and look at the old... Um, presentations that like the sitcoms or whatever you know they showed us ladders of tech that they needed to have in place before server meshing 64-bit precision object container streaming server object constraint like it was such at the time it didn't seem that dramatic and now when i look back at those ladders i think oh wow that was a lot of tech holy moly but at least people who are getting into the game now don't have that entire year without a patch right mm -hmm. and all these years of waiting for this tech to be in place it's already there but there's enough time for them to see core mechanics going into the game and to learn a bit a, a bit about games development you know yeah. which i think is kind of cool yeah um i also think that this this is a good time because like i said it's stable it's it's playable you can get the star citizen experience um there's still bugs, obviously, and there's some inventory glitches, but I noticed something, I said this on Twitter recently, is that I noticed that the conversation about Star Citizen has moved away from where is X or why do I crash in game again? And more, my ion is broken, fix the ion, Jump Town isn't yeah. paying enough money, um, who the hell would buy a Cutlass Steel? I would, but... Um, uh, it's so stupid, but I love it. I love it. It's so dumb. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but th that sort of thing, the conversation is what I'd expect to see in a released video game, which yeah. is this sucks, really, fix yeah. this. Like, and, and for me, it's like, you know, yeah, it's still exhausting sometimes, but at the same time, it's like, I'd rather have those conversations than can star citizen even exist, you know, conversations. Yeah. Cause I'm so mm -hmm. tired of those conversations. Um, Again, you know, going back, we never used to have any sort of persistence. Yeah. We also never used to have a friends list. If you wanted to join into a game with a friend, you would have to literally count down together and click join together and mm -hmm. hope you would end up together, you know? Um, and we're just, we're past these stages. Like, there are definitely aspects of the game that's still incredibly painful, but mm -hmm. um, we're definitely at a point where it's actually starting to feel like a video game now, which is nice, you know? Yeah, and and that's the thing to to that that I why why I would say I think it's it's a good time to get in is you're going to get the ability to play Star Citizen the way it is now and, and experience it and get to know it and then you're going to see the cataclysmic changes that will happen between January and December of 2022. So on that note, let's talk a little bit about those cataclysmic changes of 2022. <laughs> Moist. What are you looking forward to, or what are you concerned about, and what are you looking forward to with 2022? Um, so the thing that I'm most looking forward to, personally, uh, is persistent hangers, for one, mm -hmm. uh, but also, um, how do I put this, ship loss? So essentially, you know, <laughs> when, <laughs> when, you we, when we lose when we die as characters right now obviously mm -hmm. we lose what we have on the characters right uh -huh. you lose your armor etc but in terms of ships there's nothing really um when your ship blows up you just claim it and you go mm -hmm. out again right and 
when I talk about ship loss, I'm not necessarily saying you'll never get your ship back, right? Because we already know that um, if you've paid real money for a ship, you will never lose the ship, right? Even if even if you don't have LTI insurance, this was a thing that CIG said. Um, essentially, it'll just the, the insurance dictates the the type of insurance you have, how long it will take you to get back, whatever, right? But right now, and I'm I'm thinking from the standpoint of a PvP, right? There's nothing really that prevents people from just going full YOLO and, for example, grabbing their favorite ship and ramming you to death, right? Yeah. Or there's there's nothing when you go into a, a fight with your friends that really gets your heart into your into your throat. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. there's nothing that really makes you nervous because other than the armor that you're physically wearing at the moment, you're not actually gonna lose anything, right? I know some people are scared about the idea of loss, but for me, that's what makes me feel alive. That's one of the things and, and yes, I my can upset some people by mentioning a certain video game right now. It's one of the things I loved about Eve Online, right? Um, I wasn't necessarily a hardcore PvP in that game. Yes, I did pirate, but the idea of going to locations where I could get jumped and lose things um, was terrifying. And I loved it. It's what made me feel alive in that video game. Mm -hmm. And in terms of what I look forward to seeing, um, I don't think we'll necessarily see these things in, in 2022. But, and this might sound crazy from a PvP standpoint, I really look forward to more ship customization because i think if people have the opportunity to paint their ship right they have the opportunity to put a name on the side of the ship they have the opportunity to customize the components within the ship and i don't just mean buy a new component we know that components are actually supposed to have subcomponents inside of them yeah and that we'll be able to change out those subcomponents as engineers and not only that but you're going to be able to tune the components within the ship so even if you're not a great engineer maybe you've got a friend who is and you can pay them to come and tune the ship just how you like it you know maybe you're in a space ikea one day and you see a nice little plastic flower right so you buy it and you put it um you put it on the counter inside your 400 i and you've got a little bobblehead that you found in a bunker or during a mission one day you know and and you've had this shit for six months and then you are flying towards Grimhex one day and you see uh, a certain pirate content creator space cutlet that you don't like. <laughs> and normally, normally you would be inclined just to ram into them, right? But you're in this ship that you've customized and you've put a lot of time and effort and love into. That will make you think twice about doing that, right? And that's what right. I'm talking about. Um, I, I generally look forward to actually having a sense of loss with ships. And I think customization is actually a really good way to go forward with that. Um, and yeah. yeah, kind of that and uh, hangers. Yeah. Sorry, I, I just went off on a, on a, on a huge tangent. You're, I'm really you're, sorry. You're good. No, <laughs> the way you were explaining it actually makes sense now because I think a lot of people don't realize that what's what your ship is going to be in the future is very similar to what what like, like kind of like a, a home for most yeah. people 100%. and the more you can customize it make it yourself which a lot of people want paint it have internal decorations uh mm -hmm. like just the ability to change out like your sheets on a freelancer or, like on the bed so i like, have a different type of sheets would be f and amazing because it's like yeah. i could 
I can turn my my cutlass my or my cutlass my uh, my my Mustang Beta back into a Bangstang if I can actually turn it into a Bangstang rather than being this prison cell that it has in the backyard or the back of it would look cool and you know people would do that and they'd show it off because people do that kind of stuff in games all the time and, yep. and and you know and that is what I hope CIG is looking forward to and that will yep. also make you go if that ship goes boom all of that stuff you put into it is gone. You're gonna have to. You might be able to get it back, but if you're gonna, you're gonna have to completely re-go through and put that plant back where it needs to, or change out the sheets, and that is yeah. just like, it's painful. So you have to kind of think about it, you know. I, I think there's some people in chat saying, "Oh, you know, people will just take out um, vanilla ships so they can ram people." I think you missed the point of what I was trying to say. I'm not talking about people who are necessarily all day, every day, just taking out stock ships with the intention of ramming. What I'm talking about is other people who actually do go to the effort of customizing their ships and like living in their ship. Uh, you know, talk, think about what I said about, you know, you just, you were in your ship and you just happened to see this person that you didn't like. You know, if you were in a stock ship, then you may be inclined to ram them. But because you're in this customized ship, then you're going to less likely to want to do that, right? So, yeah. It's just that's I think that's one of the main things that I'm looking forward to that and um I didn't want to be too obvious but obviously server meshing mm -hmm. because right now the as a, as a PvP -er, the, the the server performance um is is incredibly dire and it's been really not nice is the wrong word but I feel redeemed because even in the year prior to 2021 I could have just said 2020 um I was complaining about server performance and desync, but I think because it wasn't quite as bad as it was in 2021, a lot of people just saw me and a lot of PVP as whinging for no reason because they couldn't quite see it themselves yet. And obviously now it's a little bit more dramatic and everybody's seeing it, right? Yeah, you're talking um, about uh, desync issues, right? Like, uh... Yes, and, and, and the, the desync, the, there's no one desync issue in Star Citizen. Um, it's actually broken down into lots of different kind of types of desync so like you have occasional hitching where you will like um the tick rate of the server drops so much or like um uh, or it'll just hitch and you'll see somebody literally rubber band across your screen or teleport across your screen you have the the overall uh, positional desync which is just is consistent and doesn't change but the faster you're going the worse it gets right um and yeah i just i just look forward to cig Oh, us getting to a point where some of that is mitigated and we can actually enjoy um, combat again because combat is incredibly frustrating right now. It's, it's, it's frustrating because the, the core mechanics around combat actually feel really, really good. But then um, unless you are fighting somebody who is a very, or not a very competent, but who is competent and is good at keeping their speed down, um, it gets super frustrating because the desync is it gets overwhelming. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's pretty much it for me. For those are the two main things. Two main things. Enterprise. What are you looking forward to with twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two? Oh gosh, I'm still in twenty twenty. Um, well, to be completely honest, I don't like to look too far into the future. Okay. With with really any video game that I play because. I don't like to get let down. Mm -hmm. I don't like to put too much 
thought into a thing that's going to happen and then have it not happen for me. So I, I really, I wait for Jared. I wait for Jared's w- little one-on-one Thursday time when he tells me what the next patch has coming up. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, thanks, Jared. All right, let's talk about that now. Like, that, that's usually my extent of what's coming next in this game. And I know that if I want to, or anyone else wants to, you can click on click on the website and then be just like bombarded with sheet after sheet of the plans, of the tracker, of, of everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't really do that. <laughs> I don't know if that's part of me as a, a gamer or as like, I like to focus on the game we have right now. Right now. I'll be uh, honest with you, dude. I think that's yeah. the healthiest attitude to have. Yeah. Like, the second the second healthiest attitude to have is wait until Star Citizen's finished uh, yeah. <laughs> for playing the game. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a really healthy attitude. Yeah. Exactly. I think I, I really like to focus on what do we have right now and how can we have fun in that game we have right now? Like, what did I do the other day on stream? I was like, hey, how many presents can you actually all pick up at the same time if you have a bunch of friends? And then how much damage can you do to a Carrick if you drop 70-ish presents on them? Well, the answer is you almost blow it up. And that was fun. <laughs> you do. It almost blows up. They pass through as ballistic damage. It was hilarious. Uh, and, like, th- I think those are the kind of things that keep me there in the game. Like, Noodle, you were talking about combat has desync problems. Yeah, it does. And it really sucks because combat is the only fully fleshed out role in the game. Like, that was the first thing we had. Yeah, yeah it, it is the most fleshed yeah. out thing to do. Hop in ship, pew pew at other ship, rinse, repeat. And yeah. when that starts getting awkward, like when I'm trying to target someone and they're just like barrel rolling end to end, like not the way a ship is supposed to flip when it's in control of itself. I'm like, you know what? We're going to change this up. Uh, let's have a competition. Who can get the best Pico shot on this mountain? Let's yeah. let's make him look like he's like skiing down down the mountain. Like the the sandbox in my brain kind of clicks on, and I've been doing that more and more often because the game has been making me more irritated as to certain aspects. Like mm-hmm. like that inventory system is really kludgy, and I look forward to them fixing that in the year. So there you go. There's something there I really do want. <laughs> I want. I think. I think I everybody's want Tarkov in... style inventory to function this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're gonna get that, but I want that. Like when I'm in battle and I go down to do looting because I do love the new looting system. I think it's fun. I think it's great, and it also erases your loss fear that you talked about, Noodle. Because yeah. if I show up in my hospital gown and r- rush into that bunker and take out an npc and take their gear then if i die at the end of that night or whatever and i lose that gear i found who cares you found it anyway you know but the problem is when you go to try to get the gear off that person that's you know on the ground and you're fighting the inventory system and then an npc spawns in in front of you and pew pew shoots you and then you're dead like then i'm like oh shit now i'm back to not having fun Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I think, like you know, somebody mentioned a functional star map would be good, and I completely agree oh, with you. Dude, I have the star map is a nightmare. One my, yeah, one of my best friends, IRL, who lives locally, he refuses to play until the star map has been replaced. And you know, as much as we were saying earlier, you know, it's 
you know, it's actually starting to feel like a video game. Some of the fundamental basics just still aren't there yet, you yeah. know? Um, and until they are, I think that's going to be a big thing that stops me from saying, yeah, jump into Star Citizen. It's worth a try, you know? Is the, yeah, that map there. is really hard, dude. The amount of, of little workarounds that we have to always think about and, like, mm -hmm. tell chat about. Yeah. You almost need, like, a... You need like a minor. It's like not, I wouldn't say it's a major in college, but it's a minor in star map technologies <laughs> in order to like, in order to like click on and go to the places you want to go to. And troubleshoot everything. If you, if it doesn't work properly, like the, the, the point away and point back, all of those, those sort of systems are just, yeah. Yeah. I like this in the chat. It says, I avoid the Moby glass at all costs. <laughs> I try to as well, dude. You're making me laugh a lot. Okay. I love the words in the patch notes yesterday, it said heavy armor will not block most of the mobiglass. <laughs> like, like the wording was incredible. I was like, yeah. someone said it in chat in bold letters. And I was like, wait a minute, are you quoting the exact thing? <laughs> like, yes, that is, yes, that is good to say, hey, it's not blocking all of it anymore. <laughs> but, it's, it's, but, but yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I, the, 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 you bring that up. It's, it's funny because like we did a, this year, you were on that show, I think, when we talked, we were talking to people like Kate and we were talking to, um, um, oh yes, the exodus of, uh, Mechanic uh, of Man as well. Yeah, Mechanic Man, yeah. Elite it was the Elite Dangerous, Dangerous. um, caravan to yeah. Star Citizen. That was and, really interesting. Um, it was, it was a really good show, like to sit down and talk about those sorts of things. And the one thing I, I kept realizing and seeing from a lot of people from Eve was like, oh yeah, the Moby Glass is amazing. And I'm like, how bad is Eve if, or Eve, if is elite if if the Moba glass is a selling point? Yeah, like God, that thing sucks. Oh gosh, uh, but um, yeah, it's 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 I yeah I was <laughs> saying about that. Um, like the I'm I'm both positive and negative about 2022. Because I'm looking at 2022 and I look at everything on the the, the roadmap is basically like it's all dependent. Like you need the technology to come online if anything on that map comes in through. Everything on there is dependent on persistence, server meshing, um, like everything. And so I'm sitting here going, this is either going to be an amazing year or it's going to be one of the worst years for Star Citizen because everything will get get, get canceled or moved. Um, but yeah, so I I don't know. I'm 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 hopeful about next year but i'm also uh, uh the 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 hopeful side of me is like oh yes all this technology is coming in it's going to bring bring, bring stuff finally into what we want it to be you know we'll see pyro and other content that'd be great but at the same time i say that i'm like i'm hopeful this stuff is going to go in but i also know it's all going to be on fire so uh, <laughs> like well uh, it'll be on fire and half of it will be bumped along the roadmap until the following year yeah yeah you know? So yeah. it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I am looking forward to, uh, if I'm if like, my hopeful side is like, everything's going to be terrible. <laughs> like, hey, you know what? I, I will part. say, I will say this, the, the new gravity bikes, yeah. the new grav bike tech new grav lab is, is great. really exciting. Mm -hmm. It's really exciting. And the first two iterations in the PTU were uh, just like you said, Insta explosion. I, I, you couldn't ride it for more than a few seconds without something awful happening. But yet, but yesterday, I was able to go on a tear down a canyon in a Knox, 
and I was trying to blow up and I couldn't like I was bouncing off things and rolling and sliding. Uh, it was really, really cool. And it had this extra cinematic quality to it when it started like smoking and I don't know. I It was one of those surprising moments where I was like, whoa. Shit's because working. of the new Gravlev, I'm so excited to watch Daymar Rally. This yeah, year. I thought the because same thing. There's actually a little bit, Zero State pointed out to me last night that I hadn't noticed. Um, with the new Gravlev, the higher you are, you lose speed. Yeah. So essentially, for those who don't know with the Daymar Rally, but you know, they have a team, but they have um, somebody in the air above trying to help navigate them, which is really smart. But like the example that Zero State gave, which was great, you know, if you're going up a hill on a Gravlev bike, and the pilot above you sees like a big open air, uh, open air, a big kind of open uh, dune in front of you. You know, they, they can basically tell the person on the bike, okay, once you reach the top of this hill, you can lower yourself down to get a lot of speed through this open area, right? It adds a little bit more ta tactical gameplay to it a little bit. It's going to be sick, dude. And if you go back and watch the 2016 Sandworm demo, right, where they actually show off the Dragonfly for the first time, the new Gravlev actually handles like they showed in that demo, which is sick. That's what we were expecting, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I I was going to say, actually, I think we skipped 316 entirely. <laughs> we were talking about 316. So let's let's start with that. Uh, Ender. Yeah. 316. What do you, what, what do you, what, what are your thoughts on 316? Good, bads, what, 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 what everything. Um, can, let, can we, can we real quick make some bullet like notes sure. about the features there? Because the, my brain is just a suit of you, features. Thank you, <laughs> Noodle. Okay, so I have it in front of me. Sorry about the sirens. If you hear the sirens, we have the area rating hospital, um, which isn't going to be in. It's going to be in point one. Mm -hmm. uh, derelict spaceships, which is going to be in point one. We have the dying star arena commander map, which is gorgeous, which is in three sixteen zero. Uh, the Gravlev physics rework, which is in point zero, jump ten two point oh, which is in zero, and then laser trip mines, which uh, which is in point one. So in zero, it's jump ten, Gravlev, and the dying star map. So uh, we're talking about which ones we're excited to mess around with, or the ones that we can already play with, because we can't interact the thing, with some of that stuff. The thing, the things that are in three sixteen right now. Like if someone was to pull up a PTU right now. Uh, oh, yeah. got it. Yeah, well, like I said, the new gravity bike technology is really fun to play around with, even though it still is dangerous and still is weird. And uh, I've been, I've spent most of my time in the PTU testing and playing around with the new gravity bikes. Because one of my favorite things to do in Star Citizen is the carrier, well, DIY carrier gameplay that's possible when you have a bunch of friends and a bunch of dragonflies or Nox bikes and a larger ship like a C2 or uh, a Drake Caterpillar. We call it the Mosquito Fleet on my channel. You put them all in one ship, go off and go fight. Like a pile of dragonflies is like way more dangerous than you might think. <laughs> like we had a guy in chat once who was like, why are dragonflies so scary? Because we had like 15 of them like just swarming all over. So mm -hmm. I'm excited about that new tech. That new tech is fun. Um, I'm not necessarily as excited about the hospital i mean it's there it does have a cool red logo like it looks more menacing that red logo is nice um i had a really insane bug happen 
in that hospital yesterday. I actually put it on my Twitter. One of the doctors, his hands, his fingers were like salad fingers. They got super insane long, and it was uh, a really horrific sight. Uh, I hope that makes it into the final version because it was kind of fun. Otherwise, GravLive is the only one that really got me going for this one. Noodle, how about you? Uh, for me, it's Gemtown 2.0. As as much as, you know, I criticized, well, I didn't really, like, criticize dynamic events that much earlier, but, um, like I said, something is better than nothing, right? And, oh. and maybe that's a little bit mean to say, but uh, I would say the locations, or oh, it's the same kind of location for each of the drug dens, right? Um, but it looks fantastic. And they've clearly put a lot of thought into the design of the location. Um... And something that I've talked about a lot as well in the past is obviously with the the current capacity of 50 players per server, there's nothing that really funnels players into a given area that much. And when, when you think for a second that Microtech has the same landmass as Australia, um, that, you know, take 50 people and drop them in, in random spots across Australia um, and tell them to find each other and good luck because you probably won't find each other. And, and the, the point that I'm making is we need, we need something that funnels players into a given area. And obviously server meshing is coming. I know that will necessarily solve that problem. Um, but having an event like Jumptown, um, it's a great way to encourage players to be together in a, a play space. So when you're playing your multiplayer game, they can actually interact with each other. Um, so that's super exciting to me um and yeah i think uh, mo most importantly for 316 is uh, the big bug fixes I i'm mm. i'm actually really i know there was the initial rage that they moved a lot of stuff out of 316 um <laughs> and that is such a small patch but we have to be realistic you know the 315 took so long to get out something had to give and as long as they get some fixes in then um that's fantastic and as far as i'm aware the bug when you're trying to jump to party members who are the other side of the planet mm -hmm. um is gone right i have not slammed into a planet at all in oh, the 316 really? ptu not once i've been afraid to try and yeah. that makes me cool. so happy because that bug has been in the game ever since i can remember that's awesome so, yeah great great bug fix Oh, Henkin did last night. Well, never mind uh, then. Uh -oh. I can take it back. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> never mind. Delete that part. Delete, delete. Uh, um, maybe it might be you know CIG fixes where it's like it's not necessarily um, fixed, but it doesn't happen as well, often. You yeah. have to bear in mind that just because there is a symptom, the symptom is not the bug, and there yeah. could be countless number of things causing the same symptom so chances yeah. are they fixed a bug or multiple bugs that cause that but there's still something there that causes it so it's it's probably less frequent you know so for for those of you who don't know moist noodles background because i'm i'm sure there may be people who, who don't know that you used to be a qa for uh, and you you've done a lot of tech i used work to be life, i used know? to be a server engineer for yeah one of the biggest hosting server hosting companies in the world so yeah yeah so he's he's done a lot of tech work in in his life so he he's fairly tech tech literate so just, you know just, often I'm, I'm just a glorified sysadmin i promise <laughs> well that's more than i am so <laughs> um I, I was gonna say jump point 2.0 like like jump town 2.0 jump town 
we've had critiques. Uh, a lot of people were concerned about the, like I myself have said, like the payout was way too low. Um, and they needed to up, no up, risk, bump it dude. up. There's no risk. Um, but I had fun when I played it. Yeah. Like that's the thing. And, and I, I get that. Like it's never going to be jump town again. That just, that's not going to happen until like something like that dynamically happens in the game again, which may be a while, but for what it is, I enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to it. If they fix some of those problems. And I think the, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to with 316 is it being done, <laughs> like it being out, so that when you know comes in the new year, new year they'll they'll do a 316 one patch in like January or February and get that done, and then we can no longer have to. Hopefully, this is a big hopefully because it's probably not going to happen. We can get C317 in March. Like that's my biggest hope. <laughs> Is that we no longer track, that'd be amazing. Get, yeah. getting them back on track so that's no longer this like we're gonna wait a month in PTU before it comes out so that by the time the patch comes out for the quarter it's almost over the quarter the next quarter is almost over yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. um but yeah I mean that's 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 pretty much it I think I think three sixteen has a lot of performance increases which is good um, and a lot of quality of life fixes which is a good thing I. I'm almost consistent. I don't spend much time in the cities because obviously the cities are, um, they absolutely hammer performance, but I'm consistently hovering around 50 to 60 FPS now. You know, obviously I've got a bit of a PC machine, not that not everybody has, but compared to where we were at a year ago, that's a significant um, improvement, you know? Yeah, I'm getting up above 60 FPS um, and anywhere, uh, 60 to, to above on anywhere but um, Orison. Like Orison or like yeah, Landing Zones. Anywhere but there. Yeah. Yeah. And Landing Zones, I'm getting like 30 to 50, you know, pretty For the first time ever. Yeah. For the first time ever, I've actually added a 60 FPS cap in my user config. Yeah. Just to try and keep a, a, a consistent Steady. frame rate. Yeah. 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 That's, that's like, I, I, I can turn, VSync will do that for you now, is what I've, I've yeah. noticed, is that VSync will do that. So I've turned off VSync most of the time so I can get higher frames, but now I've actually have to have it on so I can get more consistency. So just to bring it back to jump time real quick though, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I did mention there's no um real risk with jump town. And that is the main complaint that I have with jump town. Um for those who weren't around for the original jump town, that was actually when I first properly started getting into dogfighting and PvP. Um but back then you actually had to spend your money to buy the drugs rather than it just spitting boxes out at you and i kind of wish that there was that risk there you know um but other than that yeah i think i'm so excited to actually yeah. play and they've been testing um nine tails again on the ptu so it looks oh, like nine tails yeah that's good yeah or, no, so... i've done it twice so Sweet. that's gonna be exciting yeah so yeah. like i think i think it's that's the big though. it's the broken hiding like the the dog fighting opportunities during the last Nine Tails event, I thought was really fun. Yeah. Like yeah. I liked I liked the dog fighting aspect of Nine Tails more than Xeno Threat because it felt more relentless and yeah. more nonstop. 
Like, I, 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 I was going to add on to that, that like, I th- it felt like when were they stopped spawning? Like, like there's now three hammerheads in an area oh, yeah. and we have to take all of them out before they take, and it's just like, there's just, and there's another one that shows up and another one shows up. And you just feel like you're sitting there like running out of ammo and your ship's half destroyed. And you're like, when will this stop? <laughs> you know? And, and because, like, because other people are showing up, I, yeah. when I did it at least, I saw a lot of great sights. Like I saw people showing up in like, uh, there was like an 890 jump showed up to like help in on the fight. Yeah. And it was fun to see people bring out all kinds of goofy ships yeah. in this mm. moment. You actually bring up a really good point. Um, hang on, I'm gonna have to try and collect my thoughts because there's a couple of things I want to say after you just made that comment. So the first thing is with Nine Tails, there is a bug at the moment where it seems to affect the red players mm-hmm. um, more than anything, where the scanning ships just don't show up anymore. And the situation that we ran into last night, because I was playing with um, with Gabby and we had a group of like five or six of us, was that the scanning ships that we need to destroy stopped spawning. But then because we were such a well-organized group, um, even with the Dark Law and Tough Mudder trying to take out guys and moms trying to take us out, um, we were managing to take out all the player blockade runners before they could deliver the supplies. So we were preventing them from completing the mission, but we couldn't complete our side of it because of the bug, which was a little bit frustrating. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they can solve that before it goes live. But quite frankly, I think the, the build that they put out today is probably the release candidate. Um, if not, because they're going to have to push it out on Monday or Tuesday. So yeah. maybe they'll push out another one on Monday that might have a fix for that. Who knows? Um, or maybe it can be hot fixed or whatever. Um, but to bring it back to what Enterprise just mentioned about bringing out goofy ships, I think that's actually one of my favorite things of 2021 in terms of combat. In that yeah. historically, um, in terms of combat, the game has very heavily had a meta, whether it be a one ship or two ship meta, which is, you know, for combat, which is, you know, Back in the olden days, it was the Super Hornet. Um, it was the Arrow. Then, well, then it was the Arrow and the Saber. Uh, then, it, you know, th- th- we had a matter of a Talon, and and that that gets really boring really quickly. And over the last year, CIG have done an incredible job of actually balance balancing things a lot better, which then allowed people to bring out um bring out more variety of ships. Right, which is, I think, absolutely fantastic, which is why I think quite a few people were a little bit frustrated. I don't want to delve into the Ion argument too much, Mm -hmm. but why some people were a little bit frustrated with the Ion, because we went from finally having this great diversity when it came to the ships that people were pulling out to all of a sudden, practically every ship I was running into was an Ion or an Inferno, Mm -hmm. mostly Ions, which was disappointing. And that wasn't just because it was the new hot shit. You know, um, it was because it was, it brought the skill ceiling down, which was a bit frustrating, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to leave it at that. I think this was, this was a good discussion because we're, we're kind of in uh, about an hour in, which is a perfect time. A good kind of recap of the year, kind of collecting our thoughts and discussing about these things. We're going to be moving on into the questions and answer sessions now. So if you're watching this on YouTube, do the things that you're supposed to be doing. Subscribe. Only like 60% of you are subscribed, which is weird. 
you know, if you watch this that often, hit the subscribe button. It's really easily. I do I do this every week, so you can you get this content all the time. Um, like the video; it helps it helps spread the word. Um, if you're watching this on Twitch, follow us. Follow these wonderful content creators. They do Twitch and YouTube as well. Enterprise and Moist Noodle. If you if you're looking for Star Citizen content, the three of us we don't oh, actually most of us don't even stream at the same times. Like we stream at different oh, times. I so see. I'm on earliest and Ender, and then you, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you could you could literally watch all three of us in the same day. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> it's your day. Easy. We just made your plans for you. Perfect. You know. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, like I say every time, hope to see you someday in the black. Later, y'all. There's the answer. That was nice. That was good. Good job. Great job. Oh, my knees. Are-